Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. I am thrilled today to have with me Elaine Williams, performance coach, visibility, confidence coach, speaker, best selling author. Elaine Williams' clients have gone from never doing video or speaking live to having their own YouTube channels, doing international book tours, and speaking for NASA. Elaine is an award winning comedian and performance coach with credits like Saturday Night Live, America's Got Talent, HBO, ABC, NBC, Fox TV. Elaine has also been featured in the New York Times, Hay House Radio, and the Huffington Post. Check out our website and program at Captivate the Crowd. Welcome, Elaine, again to the podcast. I am thrilled to have you here. Well, thank you, Anne. I love hanging out with you. You inspire me so much with your chutzpah and your mother's story and all the things you do. And it's always great to chat with you. Well, it's lovely chatting with you as well. So I know that you've coached for a very long time on short form video. Um, And you've now, you have in the past, but you're now concentrating on coaching people for their signature talks, but with a twist, adding humor. So, um, (laughs) okay, so how did you, being on stage as a comedian is a challenge. What was, what, what were some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome getting in front of an audience. Let's start with your story there and then we'll move on to what you're coaching. Oh, that's such a great question. And because, you know, I had done, I grew up doing Neil Simon and, and musical comedy. And so I, I I knew how to be funny, like in the moment or sort of improving or something, but like on demand, that's a whole nother skill set. And I really struggled in the beginning. And I was, you know, I was taking a class and I would try to write things and I, they weren't funny. And then you feel embarrassed and you feel like you've got egg on your face. And, and then, you know, I had this epiphany when I was doing my showcase and I was talking about crazy family stuff and people were howling and I thought, Oh, Oh, you know, and, um, and I just worked at it. Like I, you know, there's a quote from a famous comedian who says, you have to want it more than you're scared of it because it is scary. It is, it's audacious to say, I'm going to go in a dark room or theater in front of a bunch of 
strangers and try to make them love me, which is kind of comedy like that, right? And but when you can do it, it is one of the most amazing experiences ever when you have a whole room of people laughing with you. It's just like joy. It's like God. It's like energy. You know, it's just, and I see why people get almost get addicted to it because it's just so cool. And um, so, yeah, so I, and then I, I took more classes and I'm a huge fan like you. And if I want to do something, I get a coach because I want to shorten my, my learning curve. And I know I can look at times in my life when I felt like I was spinning my wheels and I'll guarantee you, I was not with a coach. You know, there's something about it. Even, even I, you know, and I've made my mistakes of hiring not the best coaches, but, but um, only a few. But having a coach by your side and helping you navigate things and learning from their mastery, you're paying them for their mastery so that you can shorten your learning time. You know, and and um, and one of the things I love, Anne, is like helping people not be so scared to add humor because we need it. And it doesn't mean that you don't care. You know, adding humor is such a gift for everybody at the meeting or the line at the bank or wherever you can bring it. And you don't have to become a full-time comedian to do it, but it's a gift of love and service. And so I love talking about it and helping other people find their funny because we need it. You know, we need it. So. Oh, totally. Um, Now, can anyone add humor to their signature talk in yes. some way? Yes. I mean, obviously, it, you want to be careful if you're talking about really sensitive topics, which I did for years on the college circuit. So I would set it up as a caveat. I would say I use humor when I teach because it helped me heal and it's going to help you remember, but I'm not making fun of anybody else, just myself and my family. Is that okay? You know, and I would sort of get a buy-in. But I think even if you're talking, it's almost like if you're talking about a topic that's like taxes or death or insurance or, you know, some of the topics that you're like, oh my gosh, even just saying, I know we all wanted to get up and talk about this this morning. Just kidding. But like, we're going to get through it. Like even just addressing what's in the room can bring a chuckle and a smile and that's one thing. There's some there's so much power in just saying, all right, we gotta get through this training, but we're gonna have some fun along the way. Cool. You know, and to me, another reason I love talking about humor. Sorry, I keep looking at you. I'm not used to doing Zoom on my phone, so I apologize. Um, because it helps create connection with the audience, right? And that's why I started teaching speaking again, Anne, because I mean, all these amazing women in business things, right? We're in all these communities with polka dots and the dames and, you know, all the things. And people always say the best way to grow your business is through speaking. But a lot of times people don't know how to get started. What does that mean? Like, it's a lot to navigate. It's sort of like saying, okay, you need to learn how to drive, go. It's like, whoa, 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 you know? And so I thought, you know what? Let me help people because. I did the Toastmasters thing for years, which served a great purpose because I was already pro and I wanted to tweak and refine some things. And it was kind of like my gym, like going to work out. 
And I know that a lot of people are already overwhelmed as business owners and they're trying to do video and they're doing web, you know, they're doing so many things. And it breaks my heart when people say, I got an opportunity to speak, but I said, no, I'm not ready. And I'm like, no, oh gosh. Because the whole point is you want to say yes before you think you're ready. And that will help you put a fire under your butt to get you ready. Oh, that would be true. That would be very true. Um, but most, most of us, many of us absolutely dread the thought of being in front of a group of people. Um, how do you overcome that uh, dread and the heaviness that's in the back of your mind saying that it's a scary, scary moment? Well, that's, that's a rich question. How long do you have? No. Um, so the first thing is, is I like to talk about warming up and rehearsing. And I grew up because I grew up, I was working professionally. I did my first commercial in the second grade. And there's a thing called rehearsal and prep. And if you've done any sports, you know, you don't just show up to the first game. You have practice for like weeks or months or years before the thing, right? And so people don't realize, but a lot of professional speakers have been speaking for years or have been preparing and rehearsing and tweaking and refining, same with comedians. And so I think what happens is a lot of times feel pressure, like they're just supposed to be good and they don't know that it is a skill that can be developed. And so that's one thing that's really, really good um, with that. So, uh, so I love talking. I love teaching people why they need to warm up and how that can put them in the zone and help them be 20 times more productive. And I love teaching people just the benefit of this is how you rehearse and this is why you rehearse. And once you know how to rehearse and you have some structure and support, like a rehearsal coach or a speaker coach or a speaker buddy or all of the above, if you do the work in preparation, you are going to be nervous, but it's a different kind of nervous than what you talked about, Ian. It's like, a, I'm excited. Yes, I'm a little nervous, but I can't wait to get at him. I can't wait to share my message. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Coach, put me in. Put me in, right? That's such a different energy than, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, I shouldn't have waited to the last minute to write this, which is what happens. You know, I think there's a lot of myths, too, Anne, because people think, oh, you're supposed to be a good writer. I'm just going to get in the zone and it just come flowing out. In my experience, sometimes working on speeches can be incredibly tedious. Sometimes it flows, sometimes it doesn't. And all writing, all good writing is rewriting. And, and if you wait for inspiration, it might never come. So that is one of the best things I've learned from Stephen Pressfield, the war of art. It will change your life. It's all about resistance and writing. I love him. So if you don't wait, so the whole thing is you're not going to ever feel ready and you, you may not ever feel inspired and that's okay. So you get to practice these muscles. And that's why I think everyone needs a coach with this because there's just a lot more to navigate than people realize. Very true. One of the things that I have huge fear of is, uh, yes, I, I may have the 
um, the content, but will I remember the content or is it going to be so voluminous that I won't remember um, or I'll be so nervous that I'll forget, totally blank out, totally zone out and not even know where I am, let alone present what I need to present. Well, that's why that's a that, that's super, super, super common. And that's why I love talking about it's okay to have a PowerPoint and you never know when it's not going to work or the tech guy goes to sleep or the tech guy doesn't show up or whatever. So you always want to have a plan B. But I have a system. I teach people how to have a keyword for each paragraph. And then instead of trying to memorize the whole thing, which is too much, you memorize the order. You memorize the order. And so, and once you get that down, it's so freeing. But you, I also teach how to make a cheat sheet and how to use it. So I have a million professional tools and tips because I've been there. And you name it, it's happened to me. I've had the lights go out, the PowerPoint stop, my clicker break. Uh, you name it. I mean, it, it has happened. And, and you you get to keep doing it and rolling with it, you know. And today you're having internet issues. And so we're kind of on the phone. <laughs> There's always yeah. something. There's always something. You know, I tell my clients, like, if you waited to be perfect, you would never get on stage. And if you waited to have it all together, and, you know, right now my sister's in this huge renovation thing. And there's, you know, so I'm, I'm learning to improv. Like, what do you do? You, you do the best you can and you keep going. It's, that's life, right? Yeah, uh, totally. So when you started, what was, um, what was your biggest hurdle? Well, you know, I've been performing my whole life. And so that there's nothing like stage time that helps you. There's this, there's like a, it's like a mastery, right? It's like, I love to tell this story. I saw this beautiful play in La Jolla and it was workshop. It was in workshop form. And most of the actors were really young and it was in previews and they were still kind of figuring out the staging and the, thing and and they were all talented and it was a really good play and then in the second act the mom came out and I mean it was like a master's class in acting she was just she was just weary in her bones like she was just it was like all the other actors were black and white and she was in full color and that comes from like years and years of being on stage and knowing your craft. And it was just so amazing to see. And that's kind of how, if you want to be a good speaker, I want you to start speaking tonight for your friend. Like, you know, and I, and there's a lot of ways to get stage time. That's one of the things I share because it's like when you're a new comic, you know, you have to get on stage, but everybody's trying to get on stage. And how do you find audiences and blah, 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 you know and so i i learned so many tips and tools and tricks from running around new york city all the time and new jersey and connecticut and pennsylvania doing comedy and so to me it's such a beautiful when you can speak in a compelling way and tell stories that has people on the edge of their seats it's magic 
And it's so human. We've been doing this for thousands and thousands of years. The cavemen did it before there was Netflix, right? I mean, we were sitting around fires and telling stories and painting things on the cave wall. Like, so it's in our DNA to tell stories and our brains love stories, right? And so this is what I preach, whether I'm teaching video, speaking, comedy. It's like, if I just say, hey, I'm a great coach, hire me, hire me. It's obnoxious and it's off-putting and repelling, right? But if I say, can I tell you about my amazing client, Anne, who is so tenacious, who starts businesses and is always up to new and exciting things, and her mother was an entrepreneur, so she has an amazing origin story. And she laughs at the technology, and then she does it anyway. She inspires me so much. And that's the kind of people I get to work with. So, like, I'm talking about what I do, but I'm talking about my client in a story form. And to me, it's like, oh, my God, she sounds amazing, right? Our brains love stories. We have an $8 billion movie industry, right? Around the world, $8 billion. Maybe it's even higher. I don't know. Like, we love stories. It's how we learn. It's how we remember. It's how we relate to each other and to our families. So um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I hope I answered your question. I kind of went off on a little bit, but. <laughs> no, that's okay. Because that leads into. Why entrepreneurs and businesses need the story, because it's not it's not always it's more than a transaction. And that seems to be a theme going forward in some of my recent podcasts that business is not necessarily just a transaction in this world of. Um, fast food and Amazon, where you just go in, buy something with no connection to anyone or anything. It's so important for companies to differentiate themselves from the from just a transaction into a relationship. And we all hear about no like, and trust, but how do you get right. that? And right. the, the, the story of the company then becomes so much more and so much more valuable. It's so true. And, you know, if you look at popular um, businesses that are growing these days on the website, there's always an about. And if, if I am checking something out, I look at that. Because I want to know where they're coming from. And I think I think it's just so important. And we can relate, right? We can relate. It's so, it's just so much more. It makes me want to lean in if I know the story. Yeah, me too. Um, and now video has become so important. So it's not just the about that's a black and white print on paper. Uh, we want to see people. We want to hear what they sound like. Um, I went to somebody's website earlier today uh, looking to see what they do with their company. And the about page had no pictures, no real story. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, this lost opportunity. I, I, yeah, I'm not relating to this person at all. Um, and 
there's so much competition that if I have to choose, am I going to choose this person or someone else who has um, a vibrant website and who is someone I really want to get to know? Yeah, it's so it's so true. And if you think about like Google started in a garage, Dell started in his um, dorm room in college. Like we all know Steve Jobs and Apple. Like we don't know all the details, but you know, like we we love a good origin story, right? And there's a reason. It's just like you can learn so much about marketing if you really open your eyes to it, right? Pepperidge Farm remembers, you know, that's a very like main accent kind of thing, right? Ben and Jerry, you know, um, and so when you have a strong story with your brand or stories with your brand, it's going to help people hook in and remember you, you know, as a comedian, this is a great tip, everybody. So as a comedian, a lot of times you're on a show with seven, eight other comedians. So think about it. Your audience is drinking, hopefully. They're drinking. They're tired. They're humans. Are they going to keep everybody's name straight? No. They're going to remember your bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're the one who does the bit about the, 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 the you know, the goldfish and the whatever, right? They remember that, the your bit. And so if you can do things that are around your name or your company, that's even good, too, at least in the comedy world. But yeah, I mean, stories are just so important and learning how to tell them in compelling, concise, dramatic, fun, and real ways is everything. It's everything. Sure. And then the other part of it is then you're meeting somebody who's real. And hopefully their humor and their stories are from their own experience and not just something that was written by someone else. Um, yeah. I recently heard someone speak um, who's who has a podcast. Uh, he's written several books. And at one point, he had somebody uh, do some writing for him. And uh, it was for correspondence. And he said that it, it was very well written, but when he sent his emails out, people weren't relating to them because they weren't in his voice. Yeah. Yeah. And he realized that it it needs to be in his voice. And the same thing is true of this podcast. Yes, there's some there's some editing occasionally, but for the most part, whatever mistakes I make, I've made them. They're mine. And I own them. And to me, that's infinitely more attractive because you're you're real and raw and authentic and we feel your heart. You know, I always say, like, if you're looking for somebody to help you really be polished and perfect, I'm not your gal. But if you want to be able to relate and create connection instantly with people, I'm good at that, especially live. And to me, because... We have these, I think we all get these things in our head. We're supposed to look perfect or skinny or like Barbie or whatever, but that's not relatable. It's not relatable. And so it's counterintuitive, right? Because the minute we step on a stage or press go, there's a part of us that wants to have it look like we're all together and I'm cool and I'm amazing for my age. And I tell people I'm 97 these days and they're like, wow, you look amazing. 
thank you for laughing. But um, if you're too polished or too perfect, people can't relate. And the whole idea is to give value and to help heal the world and, and make the world a better place. And, you know, whatever it is you're doing with your jam, your coaching, your speaking, your training, your whatever, right? We, we want to use our stories for good. And it never says you must be perfect. That's mostly all the stuff in here. You know, and I just got to tell this story. There's been so much pressure for women, right? To not have wrinkles, to stay young forever. You know, we never ask the guys, how do you do it all? But we ask the women, how do you do it all, right? And, and it's okay for guys to get salt and pepper hair, but God forbid, you know. And, and luckily that is starting to shift, but it's been a long time coming, in my opinion. And, and I still bump up against that because I, I like to feel pretty. And I feel like I communicate and feel more confident when I feel good about how I look. And at the same time, I don't want it to meet, make it all about how I look. I want it to be, I'm giving value. I'm connecting, I'm teaching, I'm, you know, because at the end of the day, do you want people to go, oh, she was pretty. No, I want you to walk away with like, you got some gems and some nuggets. You're inspired to take action. You're going to do blah, 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 right? Anyway, so I was, I was scrolling on TikTok and uh, there was a weather woman from a local channel and she got a comment and she said, I want to just quickly respond to the email that I received. And someone had written, like, you look like you're pregnant. Get out of those maternity pants, lady, or something. And I mean, and she said, I have already had two kids years and years ago. This is what a middle-aged body looks like. And if you have a problem with that, how unfortunate for you. And I was like, yes, sister. Like it, I mean, and if I was her stylist, I would have maybe helped her choose better outfits. But the fact that people feel like they have the right to write in and make comments like that is so crazy to me. And here's what I love about it. She took her power back. She responded. She responded. And so that's another reason, you know, People are afraid of the audience because they're afraid they're going to get a heckler. So I teach you how to deal with that. People are afraid of doing videos because they're afraid they're going to get a cyber bully. But I teach you how to deal with that and how to reframe it. And really, at the end of the day, Anne, who is the biggest bully of all? Usually it's ourselves, our inner critics that can be brutal. Yeah. Well, I can only share that I've worked with you off and on for a long time. And you have helped me so much uh, overcoming a lot of fear and anxiety that I've had. Um, and I'm certainly much more outgoing now, thanks to you. So I can't thank you enough. And it's really important for people in business to also be able to, well, a signature talk these days is so important. And one of the things that um, you've shared with me is that once you have a really good signature talk of any length, you can always make it shorter or longer, depending on what the circumstance is. Um, so that's very important. But you're also there to coach, listen, and give feedback which is so important because when we write stuff for ourselves, it's 
very hard to know to to have uh, people listen without any bias, and so that's one of one of the reasons why I've come to you so often for coaching because I know that you'll help me in areas and uh, open possibilities that I didn't know I had. So tell us, uh, what is this coaching program called? How can people find you? And how do people uh, arrange to work with you? Well, thank you. Thank you for the question. And, and thank you for that wonderful feedback. I is It's such a great joy to watch people blossom and come more into their being and find their voice on a whole nother level and realize that what they have to say is important and that it has value and that people want to hear what you have to say. You know, it's, I love it so much. So my, my new speaker program is captivating speakers because my brand is captivate the crowd. So it's captivating speakers. It's six weeks and we start the first week in January on Thursday, the fourth. And what I've, done is I have created two time slots. So you can come to the afternoon slot at 2 p.m. Eastern or the evening slot at 7 p.m. Eastern. And I did that because life happens, right? And everything is recorded. There are handouts. And, you know, we go into voice, body, breath, how to chunk it down, how to rehearse, how to practice. I teach my professional memorization deal that's so great. And then we we talk a lot about how to make stories pop using the senses and also using your whole instrument, not just being a talking head, using your whole body. We have these amazing things and I want you to use it and how to take up space, right? And the other thing that I really love about this, Anne, is I made it small so there's no hiding because I don't want this to be one more class where you took a lot of good notes. And then it goes onto the shelf. The transformation happens from doing it, from doing the warm ups and doing the breathing and practicing this. Everybody is going to get some stage time. And I keep it small for that reason, because part of speaking is to practice speaking. And so I could talk all day long, but who cares? I want to teach and then I want to see people integrating and doing it. And it that's what's so exciting. And that's where the transformation really happens, that experiential piece. And so that's one reason I keep them small, because I want everyone to have the opportunity to go and work. And also, you learn so much by watching me work with other people. Like, this is how you get directed. Oh, this is how you get, you know. So, yeah. Okay, so January 4th, and people can reach you through Captivate the Crowd. CaptivateTheCrowd.com. Yes. Or my Instagram is Elaine Williams Fun. So you can reach out to me there or CaptivateTheCrowd.com. And uh, the, the program is $497, which this is the last time it's going to be this cheap because it's really a $2,000 course. But I'm, I'm offering it because we're still tweaking some things. But it's going to be great if you come. You will get your signature talk sketched out. You will get three powerful stories sketched out. You're going to learn so much. And anyone who 
signs up before January 1 gets an extra bonus one-on-one with me, which is we can craft, we can do video stuff if you want, or we can go deep into your signature talk and really start digging into what are your stories? What do you want to be known for? And and I'm going to teach you the magic of like, you can change the title and still have the basic talk. And this is your heart story. And this is your origin story and, and all the different things. And you can plug and play. And that's such a great thing to have in your back pocket when things fall into your lap, when you get invited to speak on a big stage or a big podcast or whatever, you can be like, yeah, I've got my talk. How long do you want? Do it 20 minutes, 40, 60. That's such a gift. That sounds amazing. Uh, So that information will be in the show notes for everyone. So definitely check out the show notes. Uh, And again, I have been thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Um, This has been amazing. And I have so much to learn. Thank you. (laughs) Don't we all? Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you. Thank you.